I want to appear like I'm helping without actually paying the cost of helping someone. <laughs> I can lend you money. <laughs> you and I'm trying to help you to lend you money, okay? But I'm not <laughs> going to pay the cost eh, of what it takes for you to take my money. Is that, is that what we are doing? Because that's the whole <laughs> war that we're having right now between giving and lending. I can't give it to you. Mm -hmm. I'll lend it to you. I've helped you by lending it to you. But you've not paid the cost. You've Okay, maybe partly yeah. you've made it available at that particular time. But at the end of yeah. the day, yeah. I still have to pay it back. And you have not helped. You have really not helped. Uh, especially now, I don't yeah. even want to go through the angle of it's coming back with interest. <laughs> <laughs> because no, that, no, that's, that is something you. else <laughs> that is something else but could that be the scenario we are dealing with right now our question tonight how do you handle a friend who is not paying back it sounds like a very easy question but we're going to discover tonight that's going to be something that we have to really think deep about how do you handle a friend who is not paying back the statement is you guy you have my money Usually, when you have debt, you have the network has challenges and you struggle to, to, to pick up. Anyway, hi guys, <laughs> my name is Terry. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I trust we're going to have a good time together this evening. Um, for that friend who still has your money, please be happy to enjoy, invite him uh, and pray that we shall be blessed together. Um, yeah, let's enjoy the show. Thank you so much. Right, where is my money? My guy, when are you going to give me the money? How do you deal with someone that owes you a great deal and has refused or is unable or is dodging to pay you back? Um, in particular, and especially Christians who behave this way. Um, I know a guy who, who gave up working with fellow Christians because he felt... They take him for granted just because he is a Christian. He has given and given, or he has lent and lent, and they have promised to give, but they they never fulfill their promises. They are like, now nah, you, you, you know how these things are. You're my brother. This is when they pull out stands like, bro, man, sister in the Lord, just just allow, just forgive. There seems to be a, a, a winning commitment to paying back what one owes. And you want to ask yourself, why is this? How do we deal with such people? Some of the responses to the status update that I, I, I put up today as, as uh, the, the, the video, uh, some people said, just we forgive him. Next time we don't lend him, we just give because he has had bad habits of not paying back or understanding him that Bambi, this time, life is tight and he can't pay. But also advise him not to hide or keep quiet. Communicate that things are tight. Another person said, I took their number out of my contact list and haven't initiated any conversation with them since. <laughs> but I can explain. Uh, someone else said, I personally hand you over to God. Update my thoughts about you learn my lesson, and move on. <laughs> the only, these are only some of the nice responses. There is an, uh, I think it is an Albanian proverb that states this thing this way. If you lend your money 
either lose the money or gain an enemy. We had that. If you lend your money, either lose the money or gain an enemy. Here is another. People never pay you back with the same mood they used to borrow your money. I also discovered a book entitled 10 Reasons You Should Not Lend Money to Friends and Family. 10. 10 people. 10 reasons. And now, depending on which side of the money you are, these are either too few or too many reasons. There is, uh, there is a, a study found and, and was reported by NBCnews.com that lending ends badly almost half the time. That's, that's huge. Like one in two times, you won't get your money back. Basically, according to the world, what is out there it's a, it's a bad idea. The world is against it. The memes are against it. It's just a terrible idea to lend money. Lending posits an expectation of return after an agreed time. This expectation depends on mood, personalities, character, and faith leanings. There are those for whom it is a, a sport. They, they lend and borrow. They borrow and lend. These tend to have an, a, a, a very charming personality and warm their way into people's pockets. They are never settled with contentment. They are always constantly borrowing and lending. I'm going to call these the gamblers. Then there are those who feel that they have the power over someone and are not afraid to use this power to get what they want. They are controlling, they are demanding, they are impatient, and will get to many lengths to get what they want, to get back their money. They are the ones that will lend with interest, even, in, in interest in mind, or, or some type of way they will gain. They don't just lend for the sake of it, they lend so that they can gain. I'm going to call these the abusers. But there are some uh, for whom it is even pleasant. It is a pleasant experience to borrow from them. <laughs> they have the money and never give you deadlines of payment. They never ever ask for it back, but they know that you owe them. By the way, you have my money in a non-threatening yet convicting way. They make you feel empowered to repay, but then at the same time, uh, they also make you feel guilty for delaying in, in a very nice, calm way. They're usually polite and contented. Hardly, they hardly ever borrow unless it is for an emergency. We're going to call this one the giver. So we have three types of people. We have the gambler, we have the abuser, and we have the giver. Three types of lenders. The gambler, the abuser, and the giver. And so I'm going to ask you, which one are you? If you want to really know a person's character, see his view on money. It exposes a lot. Whether you're an abuser exposed by the city scan that is money. Um, Terence alluded to this scripture, and Paul said it very succinctly, the love of money is the root 
of all evil. So let's look at what the Bible says about lending. What is the biblical philosophy that we Christians should operate on to best express God's mind in our lending and giving? The wisest king in the Bible, Solomon, says this of a borrower and a lender. In Proverbs 22, verse 7, he says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. This is just, it's a, it's, it's a reality. It's a statement that was, was, was written and inspired of the Lord to just clearly state the power dynamics and how they are drawn when it comes to money. You are the rich if you are the lender, and you choose to rule over the borrower. This is great wealth. There is great wealth in, in understanding this statement and its reality. How do I, as a Christian rich man, or a rich Christian man, depending on where the money scale is, notice the difference? A Christian rich man and a rich Christian man. How do I, how do I as that kind of person, rule over the borrower? How does God's rule, let me put it that way, how does God's rule bear on our choices, on our demands, on wanting to ask for the money back, on those that are our debtors? Jesus speaks and says in Matthew 6, 24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one, and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. This is God's mind on the matter. So either you, God's rule overshadows everything else concerning your view of money, or the money becomes the God that rules in your heart and therefore begins to, 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 to pluck at the cords. It's kind of, it puppets you. You're the one who dances to its tune in the way you lend, you borrow. Here is what Jesus said in Luke 6, 35. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend them without expecting to get anything back. Now he's talking about enemies, not just friends. He's talking about enemies. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is king to the ungrateful and the wicked. You see, the context of this particular portion of scripture, Jesus is talking about the love for enemies. Remember the question was, how do I, about a friend, right? And, and verse 32 of, of chapter 6 says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. You see what Jesus is doing is comparing, he's, he's like, there is, no, there is no difference between you and a sinner in terms of loving those that you, I mean, doing good for those that you, 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 you care for. There is no credit there. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners, even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be paid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them 
and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High. This is what now in my, from, from the study of this portion of scripture, God's mind is shifting us away from even the money. All right. It's shifting us away from any, from the resources, from the lending, from the person that has not, has not paid back. It is, it is putting our focus on what is, what is most important. All right. Romans, Paul says that no debt remain except that of love. But love, but love your enemies, do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Now, if you can do that for an enemy, how much more for a friend? You see, when Jesus is pointing out the fruit of the disciples, he says, they shall know you by the love you have one for another. Now, if you cannot love your friend, how possible is it for you to love your enemy and lend to them? The standard is set. Jesus has set a remarkable standard as far as our view of lending is concerned. All right? As far as our view of lending is concerned, Jesus has set the debt. And, and, and remember what he says in Matthew 6, that you cannot serve God and money. You see, money is just a symbol of what is truly on the inside of your heart. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it, Ecclesiastics says. And the point that he's trying to make really is let, let your yes be a yes and your no be no. So how do you handle a friend who isn't paying back? How will you handle a defaulter? Well, I will dare to point you, as the scriptures have, to your own heart. What is your motivation? Because as far as Jesus is concerned, the motivation for giving, for lending, for doing all this, even to your enemy, is love. So what is your motivation in your lending? It has to, that's the root. What, what drives you to banje or to demand for the return of your money? Is it really about the money? Is it even really about the amount of the money? What would push you to demand from your debtors? Is it your, the lack in the moment? Is it the need to know, for them to know that they can't, they can't take you for granted? They must know. Then you know you, you might be on the scale of the abuser. Or is it, is it that you're, 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 ex, you're just really excited to lend and you want to help the person? If, he's not, if he is not bringing the money back, what is your concern? The, for the money or for the person? Is it to enrich them? Is it to help them become better in their borrowing uh, activities, in, 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 in their disciplines and in the patterns of, of, of how they express, I mean, how they use their money? I mean, we have to go a long way. If love is our motivation, then we must look beyond 
everything else. We must look beyond our, our, uh, our own interests in getting the money back and find out whether this person needs the, what kind of help do they need for them to keep their word more than paying back the money is it isn't it more important for them to keep their word to keep their integrity how do i show my concern to those that borrow from me and cannot repay do i do i ask beyond man i am waiting for the money is it is it is it something that 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 propels us to seek god to give us wisdom on how to love on these people that have taken our money and maybe for you it is it is something that you need to reflect on when you think about that person that that hurt you so badly by borrowing and never returning the money what exactly hurt you is it the money is it the person what exactly is driving you to what exactly is making you making it difficult to forgive them jesus says love your enemies do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything and your reward will be great if we view our reward as the return of the money then i do not think we understand what how great the reward jesus is referring to is he says and you will be children of the most high in other words you will identify yourself it will be clear that people will identify you with the most high because he is the king of the ungrateful and the wicked people will identify you and not just the people god himself will be that be like that's my child that's how he lives love is exuding in the way he is treating his debtors in the way he is treating those that have he has lent that's the truth that's the reality about lending what is motivating you to demand your defaulters what is motivating you what is pulling what is tugging at your heart when you think about money when you think about the person that has hurt you because of money what's your challenge god bless wow i i'm glad i came <laughs> Uh, thank you so much uh Reverend Gideon that's that's been really awesome to think about um and so from what you're saying tonight and uh the summary of our study tonight can I therefore make a conclusion and say I should not think about lending therefore I should only give even for the scenario I gave I own someone who's a huge amount of money where it's uh it's it's really huge um you wouldn't it's not available uh to be given but according to you it's available to be lent i i came up with uh with also i mean just thinking about the amount of sacrifice even god gave he never lent us his love he never lent us his death and resurrection he gave and and so in my thinking i mean, i came up with, exactly. a, with a statement i don't know i don't know how true it is i just came up with a statement maybe you can help me 
if it's available to be lent, it is available to be given. You can give it. In as much as it looks like a huge sacrifice, I think we can. If the emergency requires that much, please still don't lend it. Give it because mm. of the love mm. for the person. Is that is that extreme of a statement? If I came up with a principle like that, I I think I think that it isn't an extreme measure. I um again this will depend entirely on on one's conviction um depending on how big an emergency it is my 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 counsel to them would be that i i i if they cannot give it they shouldn't lend it i i think that is what i i would i would encourage if if they cannot give mm. they shouldn't mm. lend and therefore for me again i will point back to what is it that why is it that they cannot give it is is it a lack of trust mm. is it i mean what what is the the challenge or is it is it simply common sense that they are saying no this is school fees that i am taking that has been given to me by my parents i cannot <laughs> give it to someone mm. <laughs> you mm. get it um, so so sometimes yeah, it's, it's not just, just, to it's give. just common sense <laughs> exactly but if it is yours mm. if it is yours to give all right uh, and yet you want to lend there what is motivating you to lend it instead of giving that answer varies from person to person depending on i, I i'll use albor paul's words depending on the level of faith um in, and i think that the the deeper in in love you are with god the the more this idea will be challenged to 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 lend expecting for them to to return the more it will be about giving than it will be about lending um because because god is the one who has given you right and so it is just it's going to take wisdom it, I, I think the 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 posture the position of the heart should be that i ought to be giving um where i can give where i can't i am just going to politely say i am sorry i am unable to give at this moment or this is how much i can give at this moment mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I personally have made a choice not to um, to uh, to lend people money. If, I, I, if they say, "Let me let me borrow," I want to give them money, but lend them money that I I may not necessarily need back, um, or I can do without, um, because I am trying to train my heart to give or to lend without expectations of it coming back. Just the simple Thank living you. in obedience to Jesus' words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which in essence, I mean, when I think about those words, lend without expecting back. I don't know why yeah. they choose to put the word lend there. I would want to be interested <laughs> in finding out what that word actually is. I mean, you're lending without expecting back is is kind of saying give, okay? And I'm I'm really yes. loving the comments that are coming through uh, right now, mm. um, especially with. Uh, this friend of mine called Chipson. Chipson is saying that <laughs> if you can lend it, you can give it. But won't that be incubating a behavior that is irrational and then cool? Okay. Um, now, mm. I'm not replying to Chivaya's comment, but when I read his comment, another thought came to mind uh, for me that the reason I'm stammering right now, okay, in trying to articulate this particular position is I'm putting mm. myself in the shoes of someone 
is, and, and I want to ask the question, I'm only asking the question, is it possible that all we are trying to deal with is a scenario where I want to appear like I'm helping without actually paying the cost of helping someone? <laughs> I can lend you money you and I'm trying to help you to lend you money, okay? But I'm not <laughs> going to pay the cost eh, of what it takes for you to take my money. Is that, is that what we are doing? Because that's the whole <laughs> war that we are having right now between giving and lending. I can't give it to you. Mm-hmm. I'll lend it to you. I've helped you by lending it to you. But you've not paid the cost. You've Okay, maybe partly yeah. you've made it available at that particular time. But at the end of yeah. the day, yeah. I still yeah. have to pay it back. And you have not helped. You have really not helped. Uh, especially now, I don't yeah. even want to go through the angle of it's coming back with interest. <laughs> <laughs> because no, that, no, that, that is something are... else. <laughs> that is something else. But could that be the scenario we are dealing with right now? A person who you, mm. I mean, you kept talking about the motive, the motive, the motive, the motive, the motive. Mm. Is that mm. possible? Well, I, I, I think um, again, like you, I, I the, the motive. It is not possible. It's not humanly possible. That's for a fact. Um, and this is why. I kept alluding to the Christian, uh, the, uh, our Christianity or our faith in Jesus ought to be what drives us. When Jesus is saying that, let love be your motivation, he has set the stage. And the only way, only way we can walk through the stage or, or be actors in that scenario with, is through love. His motivation is love. And so if I, there, I don't think there is any irrationality in uh, in 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 or or radicalness radicalness unnecessary radicalness um, because from from what you see Jesus saying lend without expectation he is saying fine you can give them the opportunity to borrow but but give them give them uh, room for them to 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 grow either in their lending in their in their returning or being forgiven, of receiving forgiveness. Uh, because, you know, one thing can happen or another and they are unable to. My care should be beyond the money. Therefore, if I am going to lend you, I am going to lend you with the motivation of, I love you, bro. I love you, my sister. And I'm, I'm lending this money to you and I'm hoping that you will, you will return it. If you are unable to, uh, I, I, they're, they're, we are going to work it through. We will walk together through this and help you be better in its return. So there, the checkpoint is that, it, it, what is the money the one driving me or the love of Christ? Uh-huh. Better put, is the love of the money the one driving me or the love of God driving me to lend or to borrow? Yeah. I think you've nailed it. I think you've nailed it. We've been going around in circles. It's been nailed. Okay, um, that's a question none of us can answer. In the sense that the the us on the show right now speaking cannot answer that question for all these thirty people or forty people listening in tonight. They have to ask themselves that question: Why? Why am I struggling with either lending or not lending or wanting it back so badly? Is it, what what is motivating you? Is it the love for Christ? Because I mean, if you let the love of Christ compel you, you realize that He lost more 
he lost his life. Absolutely. And that's what I wanted Absolutely. us to do. That's what I think that is one thing we need to recognize right now, that he mm-hmm. he gave so much. We we must be willing to give, even yeah. to the point where it hurts. It's still giving. It is yeah. that's why it's called sacrifice. Sacrifice is not exactly it's not uh it's not simple stuff. It, I think it's difficult, yeah. it's painful. We want to recognize the fact yeah. that sacrifice is painful. And by yeah. doing all of this, yeah. the focus is to the individual. It is to the individual. And you're saying, I love this brother so much that I'll forgive him of his debt. Okay? Mm. I'll forgive him of the debt. But if you're here and you owe someone money, please, 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 please. Okay? Please. Mm. Do steward, as man. much as you can. Do as much as you can to pay it back. Okay? And if you can't, just go to the brother. Just go to the brother and say, man, stuff is tight. Will you forgive me? Okay. I think the relationship is more important. The relationship is Mm -hmm. more important than anything Mm -hmm. else. If you're here, I would want to hear testimonies of someone receiving a text tonight, hearing and reading these words, I forgive you of that 5K. I forgive you of that 50K. In fact, if you need help with something else, let me know. I think that will be forgiveness that is just ahead. In fact, if you can, if you can just extend that text with another text that says you have received 20k from Chibaya Nelson, and against that <laughs> that text well. is one you have been forgiven, <laughs> that will be. I think that will be extreme grace. That will be extreme grace, which is the actual definition Absolutely. of grace. Something you don't deserve. You yeah. don't deserve it, and mm-hmm. he gave it to us. Absolutely, he gave it to us. You'll be identifying so, yourself with Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's yeah. that's really our call tonight. That's our call. And it will deliver you. I think it will be a major deliver from the pain, from the anguish that comes with holding on. Mm. Um, now, of course, I'm saying all these things. I do not know how much it is. I do not know where that money came from for you to be able to give it. I don't have details to that. Okay. I'm only mm-hmm. saying that I think we want to leave this place believing the scriptures to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even at the yeah. bank, even if you owe the money, if you owe money to the bank, you can walk mm. to the bank and have a conversation with them, and they will be able to be understanding. So, from the professional side, just that I should put it there. <laughs> yeah, if a secular business can be able to listen, I think a believer should be able to listen. A believer should be able to listen. Well, this show has been a, a learning one, uh, a lot of learning to do. Thank you, Gideon, for sharing. I have been the abuser. I've been a borrower. Uh, <laughs> I need to go back and repent of my sins to all the people that I have uh, borrowed and lent. But may, may God continue to transform our hearts and minds to his heart, uh, to where he wants us to be, Amen. for his glory. If you're going to listen to a podcast before you go to before bed, you go to bed. Before you, go to bed. you can as well grow in your faith. Cabin Devils. Your number one live podcast. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 9 p.m. East African Time. <laughs>